Hello, welcome to the Kill Gym Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Coddy, and on today's episode, we're talking about digital pest control, and who better to do that with than the Digital Pest Management Manager at Bayer UK and Ireland, Gary Nicholas. Hi, Gary. How are you? Hey, Luke. I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Uh, I think a nice way to start this maybe is to add a bit of colour to yourself. So what's your experience in the field and what's your current work? I've been involved in the pest control industry pretty much my entire adult life. Um, my first first job was with a, um, a small pest control business in Lancashire, just washing the vans on a Saturday um, when I was still at school and kind of progressed on from that. Uh, I don't wash vans anymore. <laughs> um, you don't have any. But um, yeah, so always on the service side, but I progressed mainly uh, the last 20 years through account managing and, um, and sales to taking that sort of route. And two years ago, um, I had worked with Bayer on, um, on their customer advisory councils and on one of them I was introduced to the digital pest management um, system that they was looking to launch and that's probably about four or five years ago. So I kind of got involved with it at a very early stage when they was doing trials and looking for trial sites in the UK. Um, so I've been involved with it from, from, its, um, from its conception really. And then two years ago, when an opposition came within Bayer to manage the project and the commercialisation of it, and that's how I got involved, applied for the job and got appointed as DPM commercial manager. So, so that's how it got to be in the role that I'm in today. Where do you think digital pest control's perception in the industry sits now then? And has that changed over the years? Yeah, no, I've seen a great change, particularly in, in, in the past two years where I've been in, involved in it on a day-to-day basis, Luke. And, Initially, when I came into, of course, we was right in the middle of, of the pandemic, but but um, but nevertheless, there was a lot of caution and pessimism, I think, is perhaps the, the right word, particularly within the pest control industry. I think there was a feeling that it may have a detrimental effect on, on pest control companies, maybe more so the smaller to medium-sized ones who rely a lot on, um, on doing manual work, um, perhaps. Um, and that, that this was perhaps going to take away some of, of their value, what they do, what technicians uh, do, particularly out in the field. But, but that then might have a, a, a knock-on negative effect on, on, uh, on smaller to medium-sized businesses. But, of course, that, that's not the case. And, and digital on the whole isn't meant to replace anything. It's, it's meant to integrate and enhance what the pest control industry does and, and what skills they, they, they bring to resolving co- often complex issues. And I think that now is being more understood. You know, we, we, we as a company and me as an individual have been out there pretty much every single day, whether it was through the pandemic on video calls and since we've been able to, to get out and about. Uh, visiting uh, customers, pest control contractors, attending uh, exhibitions such as Pest Tech and Pest X and talking to people. And I can see now there, there's, there's a lot more warmth towards um, towards innovation and, and technology. And I think people are now beginning to embrace it, in fairness. That's interesting to hear about a, a growing appetite. In terms of the basic functions then, I guess there's two aspects. There's this hardware and there's software. So are you okay to talk to us a little bit about what they are? Yeah, sure. I can um, just, just in general with with digital systems, and there's a number of them out there. As as um, as you know, looking the people, Luke, and the people that are listening to uh, to the podcast or now. But the basic functions are, I suppose, every system. What you would want and what you would expect is that if you have something remotely monitoring rodents, that you'll have a device where um, a trap 
or a sensor that will alert you to activity of, of rodents. That's the basic function, really. That's you have, you have something that runs 24 7, 365 days a year. And if um, rodent activity detected, it will alert you to that. Uh, that's a basic function. And DPM, of course, does that and does a lot more. So that, the hardware for most of the systems and certainly for, for, for our system are, are the traps, the rat traps, um, and, and most traps, internal and external work on a uh, right back trap that kills the rodents instantly and, and uh, the other part of the hardware of course is for our system we use uh, a gateway that has uh, a 4g 5g roaming sim in it and the traps talk to the gateway the gateway then sends um, all that information to bayer's back end that then produces all, all the, the data and the analytics into into the portal and onto the um, app I think the software for me is is where all the magic happens. And I think this is where different systems are designed and do do different things. It's important that people look at the options that are out there and start to the right systems, the right system for them, the particular customer that they're dealing with. And it might well be that they find over the coming years that they're using more than one system. And, you know, that's uh, the way these, these these things often work. But the way that I, I describe it sometimes to people is that the actual device, the hard work is the magic wand. That's the thing that creates the magic. But the magic is in the data and the analytics. It really, really is. And um, when we do demonstrations and we open up our demonstration portal and, and show people how it works and the important information that's captured in there, that's when people really start to take an interest and see uh, this is what digital is about. This is where digital has taken us. Um, so, um, yeah, there's two aspects to it. I would say that uh, do your research and, and talk to people to find out what each system offers. So if I was a pet controller and I added this to my arsenal, over time, how do you think this would affect my efficacy as a pest controller? Do you think it could like blunt some aspects of my job or would it sharpen them? Where do you stand on that? Yeah, it's sharpening them for sure. There's absolutely, you know, no, no question about that. It's important that people... Uh, you know, when, when you're thinking about digital, you kind of, first of all, keep an open mind about it. You know, you've got an open mind and think, well, let me learn a little bit about it and let me see what it will bring in terms of value and added value for me and for my customers. Once you can open your mind to that, then you start to see that the skills that pest controllers have um, are very often not, not utilised in the best way. You know, if you think about a typical pest control inspection on a site that involves the inspection of, let's say, 20, 30, 40 control points with, with either a, a rodent control point, we're talking about specifically, which will either have a trap inside them or a non-toxic monitoring block. A lot of the time, you know, probably a high percentage, maybe as high as 80% of the time of, of that skilled, motivated pest technicians or pest managers time is spent inspecting those base stations because until you've opened the box and you looked inside to see what the status of that that monitoring device is you don't know it, it's not telling you anything it's only telling you something when you look at it so if you can find a way that releases more of your time because that's being done for you and it's being done all the time not just for a moment every month or every six weeks or so but it's constantly happening that then frees up the time for, for technicians and, and pest specialists then to do more in-depth inspections to give more value to the customer um, in terms of offering up the skills in a more targeted way, but also better utilising uh, 
the budget of the customers as well. You know, this is this is opening up an opportunity for, for pest controllers to really, really do better in-depth inspections and give better reports on physically what's happening whilst the digital is, is doing a lot of the mundane stuff, if we want to call it that, in the background, but it's happening all the time. It never stops happening. I like some of those points there. You're talking about value and almost allowing the pest control to be a bit more tunnel vision and on proofing and that sort of stuff in time saved. Also, with digital pest control, it's sort of synonymous with this idea of the future in many ways. Do you see these developments as the future? I guess my point is, is the toothpaste out of the tube with this sort of stuff? Is it no real turning back? Is it pushing forward? <laughs> we, um, in our team, we've, we've coined the phrase and it's... Uh... La Carotte Son Quites, or Quites, I think it is. Um, and, and I picked this up when I was working with uh, my friend and colleague, uh, Clement, from our Leon office. And he was over here for a couple of weeks and I spent a lot of time with him. And I've just been talking to him actually the moments before we started this call. It, it translates to uh, the carrots are cooked. And in France, that means <sighs> that something's done and can't be undone now. And uh, I, I first heard this when France beat England in the Six Nations to win the Grand Slam. And, and myself was watching it together here at home. And, and I think it's exactly right, uh, Luke. I think now that um, the carrots are cooked, we won't go back, you know, and people will see the benefit and, and people, the vision that, that lots of us that are on the inside uh, with these, with these uh, systems and with, with, with this innovation. Once we get the message out and people pick the vision up that, that we have, uh, then there'll be lots of other ideas that will come out of it you know the, the more people that are involved the more people that are seeing the vision then the more ideas that will come and this is just the start of it this really is there's a lot more to come you know it's the same as any new ideas and any new innovation it starts off with a small idea and it grows and i can even see if, if we think about some of the roles of within the pest control industry now of what technicians do <clears throat> it might even be that you and i are talking in five years time and roles that don't exist at the moment and have never existed for employment opportunities and for roles within pest control companies have been created because of digital. You know, the more data that is collected, the data is meaningful when somebody understands it, interprets it, uh, interprets it, and then does something with it meaningful. So maybe there's roles in the future that will be a technician's role will become a bit more of a hybrid of what they do now. Um, so there'll still be manual work to be done. That's key, you know, dealing with nature and, and um, there'll always be a manual role. But there the might be more in, in reading the data, interpreting that data, and then that will then help determine what those physical aspects to the job are. So might even create co complete new careers that don't exist at the moment. With the current landscape, I think <clears throat> affordability is on everyone's minds. And I know this might be really quite difficult to forecast, but can you see a point in the future where the market becomes more competitive and so the price points lower maybe or just become more, everything else moves up and these sort of stay where they are? Yeah, I think that there's a few ways of looking at it. Um, Look, and this is, uh, these are things that we're learning and we're, we're finding out about ourselves. Firstly, what I would say is that in terms of cost, I always try and, and talk, and I always have done, I've always tried to talk about value and cost because cost is an aspect but until you can put a value to it it's, it's not always obvious whether it's a high cost or a low cost so the value is something we must always look at but if you think about if you think about um, again um, a service um, visit or a technician's visit if you've got a system that okay the system's to be paid for and at the moment some of those prices might appear to be quite high 
I think as, as more and more systems um, are brought out <clears throat> and they become more widely used, there's a potential that those, price, those costs will come down. Where costs can be made right now at the moment is perhaps saving time on a service visit. If you don't have to spend as long on a service visit, but you can do much more in a short period of time, that reduces cost, but potentially increases profit and allows technicians to do more work in the course of a day. And if you think about the, you know, we're, we're going into the summer months now where a lot of call outs and a lot of inset work and, and one-off job work um, falls into, um, into place for pest control companies. Technicians are, uh, are run off their feet through, through the summer months, but if they could free up 10% of the time, that might just mean not having to start that one hour early and work that three hours later. Because some of those service visits where DPMs working for you in the background, maybe they can be shifted. So you can still do eight visits in a year. You just don't need to spend as long on each individual site. And you can move those visits. You don't necessarily need to do them all spaced out through the course of the year. You can do them at the times when the pests and the rodents are more active or more likely to become active and then react to the summer um, season if you get an alert that a trap's been activated and needs to be inspected. So there's, there are ways of looking at it in, in that respect. And there's other, there's other ways. I mean, we at Bayer, are, we've been working on uh, for the past seven or eight months now, an option that will allow for a rental um, option of the system. So at the moment where if you're interested in DPM, you buy it as an outright system, you buy the hardware and then you pay for the data subscription. We're very, very close to launching um, a rental version of that, which will be um, you get a price per trap per month and that's inclusive of everything. You just tell your um, kill germ every sales manager how many traps you want. So it simplifies the buying process. It simplifies the process of understanding where the cost goes to. But because the cost can be spread monthly or quarterly, however the invoicing is, it also makes it a little more affordable. So it may not necessarily be um, a huge decrease in cost, but it allows the cost to be spread. So there's lots of ways of looking at it, Luke. And I would say to, to anybody out there who's interested, whether it's right now or whether it's in the future, talk to us, talk to myself, talk to the Kill Germ area sales managers, and let's see what we can, uh, you know, what we uh, what we can do to uh, to try and help you um, commercialize this a part of pest control that not, might not come to everybody is this business side this need to maybe educate and sell to the end user how can that be done with these products um we've got a lot of experience here at bayer and kill are learning a lot from from ourselves and from the systems they're working with ask the questions ask people to demonstrate the systems don't stop inquiring have this inquisitive mind our colleagues uh, in America who launched DPM uh, four or five years um, before we did, they wrote what they called it a charter, but uh, we've kind of used it as a bit of a, an educational tool and it's, it's learn, transform, win. It's quite a nice tool that we can use um, when we do, do training and when we do um, demonstrations to customers. And the idea of it is that, that you learn not just what the system does and how it works and the functionality of it, but you learn about how it's going to transform and then you learn how the transformation can happen. And then ultimately uh, the end goal is that we have this win situation where the pest control contractor wins um, and their customers win because they get a more, I'd say they get a better service, but perhaps they get a more efficient a more transparent um, service. Um, potentially the pest control contractors and the pest control operators can be more profitable. 
I guess my next question is to do with scale then like not every contractor will have a large biscuit factory on their books so to speak so can uh, Bay DPM and other such products is it feasible for them to be small site friendly yeah absolutely look I think initially when uh, digital was um, was being thought about it will go into large facilities uh, probably the food and beverage industry but really when you think about it if you take it back to its core what, what actually is digital monitoring you can fit it into just about any any site whatsoever or any premises or any type of business whatsoever it may not always fit financially and with with budgets because people's budgets vary greatly but if you think about what it actually does and what it is intended to do there's no difference between a large food manufacturing facility and a small shop it's a business that that requires rolling monitoring that is what the audit monitoring systems do the digital systems do they provide a monitoring system so you know we think about you know the discussions that i've had with people if you've got particularly just thinking of a few examples and there's lots of them but if you think of if you have a site that's not easily accessible or it has areas that are not easy easily accessible that perhaps need work permits need a lot of planning to get into those areas because just because the, the, maybe the void areas or the roof areas, if you've got traps in there that don't need to be inspected, you know, they don't need a, a, a physical inspection, but they're in there and if the, uh, the state of the traps change and it gets an alert to say that there's a capture in there or there's a trap needs resetting, you can be better planned and you only need to go into those areas when you need to go into them. Remote sites, so if you think about pest control contractors that work in a lot of rural areas, it might take as long to get from one site to the site to another site as it does to do the inspection so if you can have and there might only be a handful of traps on in there or a handful of control points but if you can have that digital in there and you don't have to go and visit those sites as often um there's a huge benefit there so it's kind of open your mind up to the options um of course budgets and cost comes into it but that shouldn't be the starting point that should be a point that you work to to find out okay, is this something that will work? Invariably, the answer will be yes, it will work for pretty much every site. Can we now go and demonstrate this to the customers, show them the technology, show them the system, see what they like about it, and then talk about the cost. You know, don't have cost being the beginning, have cost being the end of it and, and, and work up to that. To me, especially, and maybe to a lot of the listeners, digital pest control still has this feeling of being quite new and exciting. Uh, so with that in mind, then, how malleable is the development process? I know you say you're working on new projects. And with that in mind, have you received any valuable feedback from customers? With this yeah, product? we get feedback. Sorry, yes, we do. We get feedback all the time. And, and, and it is very new and it is very exciting. And, and I think, um, like I said before, I, I use this analogy of, you know, the, the, the device, the trap being the magic wand and the data being the magic. And I think once you start to to work with digital and see what you can learn from it, you, you really begin to see that magic. Something as simple as having a, a snap alert time, date and time stamped, that gives a pest control specialist some knowledge they never ever had before and you would never have manually. We've had instances where traps have caught a, a rodent, um, specifically I can think of two, three instances off the top of my head now where Rats have been caught, and then a short while later, maybe uh, two or three weeks later, I had one that was three days later, in fact, another rat was caught on exactly the same trap at exactly the same time to within about 30 seconds. 
Now that could be coincidence, but it could also be th there's a pattern forming. Why is that right in that area at that particular time? What's causing that to happen? And this allows us, this is where that integrates nicely with the skills and the knowledge of the pest control contractor. And, you know, I've been on the service side and having this inquisitive nature is, why has that happened? Let's get to site and find out. Just, just interestingly as well, I can just make this point. If you think of comparing a rodent, uh, an alert of rodent activity to perhaps a crime scene, so there's been a break-in. The sooner that, you know, somebody who, the police or somebody can get to that crime scene, you've got a better chance of finding out what happened and how it happened before it's been disturbed. And, it's in, and if you think about that analogy with, with the pest control, rat capture or rodent capture, if you get an alert as a technician that a rat's been caught and you can get there, the quicker that you can get there, the more chance you have of seeing that environment as it one was when the rodent was there, rather than four weeks later when the environment's completely changed and everywhere's been cleaned or, I don't know, maybe foliage has been cut back and there's no lorries or there's no vehicles or no people in the area that was there at the time of the rodent capture. So it just opens up new new opportunities and um, and it just gives this knowledge that the industry has never had before. Did you ever find out what was the, the pattern with that case? We, we did, exactly. Yes, we did. We found that there was a fence line. It was quite um, a higher risk area, not high risk, but it was a higher risk area because it was where there was a waste bin. The waste bins was against the fence line on the other side of the fence line that had nothing to do with the customer. And it was, I think it was probably um, local authority owned, but it was just that there was, there was a ditch, a dry ditch, and there was some foliage. So it's kind of, we are likely to get perhaps rodents pushing through this fence line from time to time anyway. It wasn't a great surprise that we caught something there. What was a surprise, this was in January and the captures was at 20 past eight in the morning. So it's just starting to come daylight. We would have imagined that you would have expected that activity to have been three or four hours earlier when it was still dark. So the pest control contractor spoke with, with the site manager and the hygiene manager particularly. And what we discovered was that the shift started for um, the cleaning, for this particular cleaning shift at eight o'clock in the morning. And the waste that had been generated overnight stayed indoors. And then the first job of the, uh, of the cleaning staff in the morning was to take the waste outside and to put it in the outside skip. And invariably they spill some and they don't always clean it up. And they're actually just kind of, and this was a new site. This site was only weeks old. So in that short period of time, the rats had realized that somebody will come out and put our, our breakfast out on the floor for us and go in and shut the door and we'll come out and feed. So it was just that we knew about this. We was able to, you know, use this inquisitive nature that we have as pest control specialists as to why is that happening? It's, it could be coincidence, but it might not be equally, it might not be coincidence. And something as simple as being able to work that out and, and then just say, you know, no cost whatsoever to the company. It's just, we think that this might be happening if you spill something on the floor, we just make sure that as, as part of the cleaning team, it's, it's two minutes to, to clear that waste up, put it into the skip, put the lid on it. And, um, and you know, that could be the, the deterrent that we're looking for. And interesting, we did actually catch another rat on there, but it was about four months later, but we didn't catch anything at all. But we know that periodically that's likely to happen in that kind of situation, um, but we learned something from it. That's great. That detective work's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. Look, and that's why I say when, you know, I, I try and make that analogy of, you know, um, detective work in the crime scene and pest control. Something has happened that we want to know why it has happened. Then we can predict 
and future, you know, protect the future that happening again in the future. And, you know, in the case of a crime scene, the detectives, you would hope, get there as quick as they can do. They don't rock up six weeks later and say, right, what happened here? You know, when everything's changed. If you can, if you can see the environment as it was when the crime happened, in this case, when the rat was caught, you have a better understanding of why it happened, which then gives you a better understanding of what you need to do to, to help reduce the risk and, and prevent it happening again. With technology being so ingrained in like younger generations, do you think like Bay DPM and other such products that come down the line, could they help bring youth to the industry? Like any that in a way could spark imagination and creativity in the industry? Yeah, Luke, I absolutely do think that. And I, and I, like many other people, really welcome that. I'm sure that there's lots of people listening to this who welcome that as well. <clears throat> it's really nice to see, actually, that there, there are um, a younger generation of people coming into the industry. And not just the people that are coming into the industry directly, but maybe um, building managers, facility managers. So um, it's noticeable that when I first started account managing over 20 years ago, of course, I was 20 years younger, but uh, when I first started account managing is that facility managers were sort of like, they, they perhaps worked the way through apprentices and, and, and kind of climbed the ladder from maybe from, from maintenance to maintenance manager to now facilities manager. Well, now it's, it's a role that people actually train for facility managers. And instead of being maybe in the, the late 40s and into the 50s and onwards, there's a lot more, more younger people um, in that, in those roles that are managing pest control contracts, and of course, this is a generation that have never been without a device in the hand, because they're used to technology helping them manage their other contracts, cleaning contracts, waste control contracts, consumables with the likes of sensors in washroom dispensers that allow people to know when soap dispensers are getting low, so you know you just know that you need to fill them. You know, it also helps them with budgets. They can budget for, you know, they're able then to see what the patterns are for which sort of dispensers get used more than others and when they need to be refilled, which helps with not having all, having to overstock. Um, and I think these are the things that a, a generation of people now really expect. It's, it's, you know, I talk to people that are in their 20s and their 30s now that find it quite strange that we're still using pest control methods as our go-to method of, of, of pest management that we've been using for 50, or 50 years and 60 years maybe. You know, we've always used these, these manual methods. If we can integrate the technology into it to enhance what the, the pest controllers do, that's where people will see the value in it. And, and certainly, you know, definitely young people coming into the pest control industry this is what we need and and i think it really it opens up great opportunities and i think it shows that as an industry you know we're, we're we are moving forward and you know we are becoming um, an attractive industry to work in and, and i genuinely welcome a younger generation of people coming in and bringing their ideas and this is again where i do think that that the innovation within the pest control industry this is the start of it it'll grow because these brilliant young minds will build on what hopefully we're starting to establish and they'll build on that. Uh, I guess my final question, Gary, then, is what is the end goal here? Is it for digital pest control to work with older methods or is it? do you, do you eventually see it usurping such methods? At the moment, and, I, and uh, it's definitely to integrate. And I think that, um, I think it's the same with, with, with innovation that comes into all industries. It, it develops 
and it changes. And what we see now certainly won't be what we'll see in 10 years' time, in 20 years' time. But again, I, you know, thinking back, Luke, to, you know, when I started, I, I'd go to a lot of sites that had... No uh, CCTV, let's take security as an example. They had lots of security uh, guards and they had a gate lodge that you went through. And slowly over time, technology is integrated into it. So I still go to sites to, to have meetings and, and, and do surveys with pest control contractors to, to support them. And they still have security and they still have um, a physical presence, but that is supported by technology, by CCTV. I don't see pest control being any different to that. There will always be a need for the skill of the human being and for that inquisitive mind. But I think everything, every part of the industry will, will benefit from the integration of, uh, of meaningful uh, innovation and, uh, and technology. It's, it's not for the sake of it. it it's got to be meaningful. It's got to bring something to the party. Um, and, I, and I think that, I think what digital is doing for pest control, it certainly is doing that right now. Gary, thank you so much for your time and bringing such an interesting subject matter to the podcast. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Luke. Nice to see you. Take it easy. I hope you all got as much out of that as I did. Once again, a big thank you to Gary. It's always good to have someone on the podcast who can talk with such enthusiasm and knowledge on a subject. Next up, we've got one of our own here at Kill Germ, Dr. Matthew Davies, our head of technical and he's going to come on and talk about resistance in insects. The code then for this podcast, make sure you've got your pens at the ready, is Lima, Oscar, Bravo, Sierra, Tango, Echo, Romeo. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll be back next time. Bye-bye.